supposed to be leading us in. I don't know what you're doing. No, I thought up, up at the top it like said, st- it said it stopped recording for a second, but then it didn't. So I was like, wait, did you stop it because you laughed? <laughs> no, I'm no. just chilling, bro. No, welcome back into the Sporting Lounge, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It's just me and Shane, Derpamation tonight. No Ben or Austin because they're bitches. But all right. Week six recap, week seven start and sits. Where do you want to start with week six? Because it was an ugly week. Yeah, let's start with uh, the ugliest game of the week, Thursday night. Chiefs visit uh, Mile High and uh, squeak out a win uh, in one of the ugliest games I've seen in a while. Uh, we touched a little bit on that already, uh, but just really want to point out how ugly that game was. Horrible matchup. It wasn't, there's not much to talk about. It wasn't a great game fantasy wise for anybody. You know, uh, you know, you see low scoring games and you hope it's a good defensive matchup. And honestly, I wish I could say that, but, uh, after wasting three hours watching that game, I was very excited for Sunday to come. (laughs) Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, that, I mean, ironically, the Broncos played a little bit better. Whether that's because Kelsey was hurt, not he wasn't one hundred percent. I don't know. They're interesting going forward. I mean, they're definitely committed to a rebuild by the uh, owner and ownership's words. But yep, this win, team win a couple of games along the way. Hopefully, <laughs> spoil someone's playoff chances. Yeah. but other than that. I'm not too fond of anything going on in the for the Broncos the rest of the season. The Chiefs better start yeah. playing a little bit better against better competition, though. <clears throat> yep. Um, speaking of playing better against better competition, <sighs> Jets, Eagles. I called One it. of the mighty have fallen, off, and two of them have fallen this week, and we'll get to the other one shortly. But I, Jets, I almost Eagles. Called the, I almost called the score correct, too, not just the upset. I, I guessed mm-hmm. 21-17, and it ended up being 2014. That was uh, very close. It was cool when I was I was watching. I was like, "Yes, let's go!" I called it right, but I was like, "No!" At the same time, because I wanted more points from AJ Brown and Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a double edged sword when you know uh, your fantasy picks uh, with what you got in your roster have to contradict your opinion. You're like, uh, "Hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm wrong," you know. Like, yeah. um, oh, for sure, you know, um, Zach Wilson, you know, like. Damn may he be, but, like, he's showing grit. And that's exciting for, you know, Jets fans, especially with the news that Aaron Rodgers is planning on coming back in the next three or four weeks. Is what crazy. the reports are saying. Absolutely Which is insane. Crazy. Especially at his age. Just obscene. Crazy. You know, and this is like, if Zach Wilson <laughs> keeps playing like this, you know, like, there's a chance that, like, next year they look to him, if especially if Rodgers retires. You know, um, this – and Zach Wilson winning these games, if he just goes 500, the Jets could have a playoff run. And no one wants to play the Jets. They're just one of those teams. They're gritty. They're nasty. They're going to beat you, like, down the gut. They're going to punch you in the mouth, and they're not a fun team to deal with. So, you know, Jets beating Eagles, keep, keeping at 500 on the record – that's that's huge for the Jets. Uh, as for the Eagles, you know, um, I always say, you know, it's better to rip off the Band-Aid early rather than in the playoffs, you know. Yeah, Jalen Hurts started 
I mean, it was a rough day all day, but he started mm-hmm. beca- he started being noticeably like visually uncomfortable when Lane Johnson left, yep. and that's huge. He didn't trust his guys to give him a pocket that he felt comfortable in the rest of the night. And kudos to the Jets. The their edge rushers did a good job of keeping him in the pocket too, and not letting him get outside and create those plays. And it's good, good defense. Great game game planning by the Jets. And I think it was a gut check for the Eagles that they needed. I think they'll be all right. But the team I'm thinking it's not going to be all right just because their injuries are a little could be a little longer. The 49ers, Browns. Albeit yep. the Browns are on a his like right now if the season ended right now the this year's Browns would have like statistically would be a top ten all time defense. So, yeah. like I'll give Y'all it to them. But, on defense. Yes. You know, um, going out getting Kareem Hunt to come back. You know, this was a game where you know. Kareem Hunt scored, what, the only touchdown for the Browns that game? You know. um, I liked his involvement. Yeah. You know, like, the Browns are just, like, playing to their strengths. They recognize, you know, Nick Chubb's out, but we we still got this power run scheme. We still got these this power run offensive line, you know, and they stick to their game plan, and that's going to make it so they win a couple extra games that they probably shouldn't. You know, um, Circa, their visit to – San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long. I mean, a defense is going to keep the Browns in a lot of games this season. But Look at the Steelers, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, same song and dance. Yep. And Deshaun Watson just not really giving a timetable when he's going to come back for something that seems like nothing. It's kind of interesting to me. wonder if there's something bigger going on behind the scenes. Oh, you but, know. Sean Watson's just... my favorite player. Did you know that, Travis? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we go one episode without me reaming out oh, yeah. fucking tank well, jokes? The 49ers side, though, how big is the injury to McCaffrey? And uh, what is that going to do for them going forward? <laughs> McCaffrey going down is going to cost him another win or two, depending on how long he's out. That's just a matter of fact. You know, McCaffrey is a big, big part of the offense. Um, there's some... a reason that he's the number one running back in the NFL. Yeah. You know, like, very... I don't think there's a discussion, you know, who's better than Christian McCaffrey right now? Who? No one. <laughs> no one? Yeah. And, you know, like, that's not going to do any favors for Brock Purdy, you know, this guy who's been like a high percentage passer. You know, you go for high percentage plays because you got your run established. You know, you don't get the run established as early and often, then those high percentage plays are kind of going to become riskier to call because you're going to be stuck in third and six situations. So just on a fundamental level, you know, it is scary McCaffrey going down, especially with how dominant this 49ers offense has been. Uh, That's 49ers team overall. So based on that information, you know, um, I think McCaffrey going down, like if he's down for four or five weeks um, to full season, which is like what's being talked about, um, you're looking at like two or three loss difference with him not being there. I I agree, especially since like this upcoming schedule is not kind. Like they they should be they should still be able to make it through the Vikings next week or this this coming week, but then they got the Bengals, the Jaguars, Bucks team who has a good defense, 
Seahawks, yep. Eagles, Seahawks again, then a man, more manageable game, Cardinals, and then Ravens after that. Like that's it's pretty. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, that could be if they could cost them the number one seed, and especially since a team like I'm not saying that the Lions are better, but like the Lions have a really easy schedule. So wins wise, it's very. I said it last episode. <laughs> I'll say it this one: Lions might not be the best team in the NFC, but they have the most control in the NFC. You know, like, you look at their schedule, you look at, like, how healthy their team is, you know, knock on wood, but, like, you're looking at the health of this team, you know, you're about, you're pulling towards the halfway point of the season, and you don't have any major injuries, you're looking fresh, you know, your defense is playing dominant, you know, uh, talk about this Lions team, how about we go ahead and hop over to that Lions team real quick? Yeah, I would say, I mean, we do have a couple injuries now, Monty's go, Monty going down is not good, and then we still have Brian Branch and C.J. Gardner still out, but Gardner should be, is actually fast-tracking to come back when it was first thought to be a season-ending <laughs> injury as well, so yep, that could be good news, and then I think, I expect everyone that is hurt to be back after the bye week, though, so that's the good thing, and if we can make it through this Ravens team coming up, that'd be perfect, but man, oh man. Man. You scared of the Ravens? Mm, not a lot. <laughs> a little, but not a lot. Just because we played them close last year. And I think yeah. we're a better team than we were last year. But the way we played against the Bucks, I think we could beat anybody. Um, our offense didn't click at some times. Just but that, the Bucks have a good defense still. So that's why. They have fast yep. linebacking core. Very good linebacking corner, solid secondary. Yep. And then but St. Brown had had himself a day. Um just the way that the offense plays for each other on this Detroit team, the, the blocks being thrown by Craig Reynolds this week to get Amon Ryan and then the week and then also like Jameson Williams block the other the week before. Um and then Goff is honestly playing the best. He's he's the best QB in the NFC right now. Him or Purdy. And He's playing like it. I think he deserves to be an MVP candidate right now. Not necessarily the front yeah. runner, but I think Goff deserves to be a candidate. I don't care what anyone says about if the Lion people you want to talk down on the Lions, out of all the teams that are five and one in the NFL right now, the Lions opponents added up wins and losses currently is the best out of all those teams. So all the other teams that are five and one have on paper played a weaker schedule than the Lions, so don't say that. <laughs> yeah. But I expect big things going forward. I I don't think we're necessarily Super Bowl contenders yet, but I do think that we could contend for the number one seed and win a playoff game this year, and that'd be awesome. Yeah, speaking of Super Bowl contenders that, uh, in my opinion, haven't really lived up to the hype, uh, Bills visit New York, MetLife. Even though I, I'm a closet Bills fan and I like them, and I'm glad they won with that. They got away with one to win the game right there. Yeah. That that was definitely some uh, pass interference. <laughs> yeah, just another ugly game. It was a good defense about, you know, uh, you know, it, Saquon was kept in check. You know, like, Bills did what they needed to do to win. <laughs> and that's about what happened there. You know, uh, there's still a really good defense, but without Milano and Tredavious White, I think it, caps them at really good instead of still be instead of being elite and his 
the Bills defense the last couple years have been really good to elite, and then they and they play like that throughout the regular season, and then the playoffs happen, and then they're a bottom five defense all of a sudden. I don't get it. So stonks. Yep. But just big brain. Well, it happens, but Josh Allen's going to continue being Josh Allen. You're going to love him or hate him. He's a fantasy machine. And he always ends up getting enough on the stat sheet to counter any turnovers he has. Giants are garbage. They got lucky Giants last. Bad. I don't understand how they made the playoffs last season, to be honest. Really it's just don't. like they started cooking at the right time, man. Uh, you know, you see it from time to time. You know, uh, sometimes you just start cooking at the right time and shit just clicks. Those are always the scariest teams, you know. They're ass in the first half of the season, and now nowhere they become, you know, good enough to just, like, compete out of nowhere, and you're like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> and, uh, you know, speaking of teams coming out of nowhere, the Dolphins coming onto the scene this season just trampling teams, just destroying them. Yeah, I, uh, I want to know what this Dolphins team is. <clears throat> really made of i mean they got shellacked by the bills but the bills have just owned miami in recent years i don't know man you can't miami's gonna get better especially with jalen ramsey coming back yep the defense is gonna get more healthy <clears throat> the offense is the fastest in the league you gotta it's and they got take... chase claypool now like his like it was kind of funny with the bears getting chase claypool because it's like you know when are you going to give him the ball? But, like, uh, the Dolphins getting him, it's like... It's the same. He oh. actually put some effort in, like, the defense is paying attention to Tyreek and Waddle, and the safeties can never play <clears throat> super far up because they're fast. Yeah. So, Claypool can, has the opportunity, if he puts the work in, to be open a lot. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Possibly I'd... good fantasy pickup. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And... Uh... You know, I think Young's looking good, but, like, you know, it, his offensive line is just so bad. It's so bad. The, and it's just, like, one of the worst offenses to watch in the NFL. Thielen's a happy surprise right now. For fantasy, yeah, 110%. Young's co comfortable going to him as that veteran presence. And I kind of want Thielen. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, you know. My team's starting to click in that league, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know. High hopes on that, but, you know, uh, talking about disappointing offenses, uh, Raiders visit the Patriots. Jimmy G goes back home and uh, leaves Bill Belichick down to 1-5. You know, this is just like... At least, at least they, like, kind of tried to play inspired ball and kept the game close. <laughs> but that's like the story of the Patriots all season, man. It's just like what they need to turn nothing... the page. At this point, you got nothing to lose. Like, try or something. they tank it Check so it they up. go get Caleb Williams. Imagine yeah. what happens if Billy B gets Caleb Williams. I don't know, man. Caleb Williams said today that he wants owner part ownership of the organization that drafts. It ain't him. gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. If Rodgers wasn't able to do that with the Jets, Caleb Williams isn't gonna get it. No. It ain't gonna happen. The the only person in NFL history that possibly could have made it happen Tom was, Brady. was Brady, but it's all against NFL rules to be an owner while playing. So 
Yeah. That's that's the only reason he wasn't. Yeah, I think like I think Rodgers did have partial ownership of the Packers by a majority margin or some something that like I think the city I, owns I the land yeah. and field and everything, like owns the team technically. It's it's a communion. Yeah. The Packers there's no owner of the Packers. It's like a communion of people that live in Green Bay. Oh yeah. <coughs> but does well, do you think these Raiders can make the playoffs? No. No. They're not in a division that will let them win the division and like do I think that they're going to be better than 9 and 8? Like I don't I don't really think so. You know, I think I think realistically like 9 and 8 is their ceiling at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, like their defense, like Max Crosby gets a lot of praise and is very well deserved, but the rest of that defensive line leaves a lot to be desired. You know, like it feels like I want Max my Crosby Lions to go get Max Crosby. Yeah, that'd be Put cool. Him. I wouldn't overpay, but I'd still, I'd say give up a future first, a single first for him. I think that's fair. He's 26 and he's arguably top five at his position in the league. So he's going to cost more than that, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, like. There's no way. But, you know, talking about getting big trades done and big deals wrapped up, the Colts go ahead and finish up their deal with Jonathan Taylor last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they go ahead and lose to the Jaguars 37-20. to 20. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I don't... I don't, don't like that. I mean, the Jaguars are getting better right now. They... Going to London is exactly what they needed for two weeks, and they come back and they keep it keep it rolling. Uh, I think the Colts are going to be a team that just plays spoiler to some people again this season. Anthony Richardson going down for and having sold, uh, shoulder surgery. He's done. He He's done for the season. So it's Minshew mania there, which for fantasy purposes makes Pittman great because he gives him the Matt Stafford treatment. But... I think you have Jonathan Taylor coming back. He's locked in. Zach Moss was starting to play really well. Like that, your QB goes down, and then you got your franchise running back coming back to the mold after your backup's doing great. Like you have like an identity issue on offense coming into into the hold right here. So I don't think it's going to be fun for the Colts for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I. Uh, talking about not being fun, too. Um, I think you hit everything on it, so I don't got too much to say on that game. Uh, oh, you're good. Bengals visit the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks defense comes out and puts on a terrific performance. Dominant. Uh, yep. Just offense went 1-5 in the red zone, and that's going to cost you games. That's going to cost yep. you games. Bengals get one that they probably shouldn't have. And yep. Scoot on up to three and two now. So now it's just chaos in the or are they three and three? No. They're three and three. Three and three, excuse me. Chaos is pursuing in the AFC North. Uh the Steelers are three and two. Uh Ravens lead the division at four and three. Or four and two. Root for you're rooting for my Lions this week too then. Yeah. I oh yeah. Oh yeah. I always want the Ravens to lose. You know. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, they managed to go ahead and get that win over the Titans. 24-16. Uh, you know, it, I, I thought it was a really good game. You know, it was a grinder. Um, 
you know, it wasn't nothing pretty, but it was just one of those games where you got to see everybody's guts, and that's always fun to watch. Yeah, I uh, I like it. Tennessee's tried this season. They've had they have some wins that are I like their win against the Chargers, but the announcement today that the or the Titans are uh, going to move Derrick Henry before the trade deadline to a contender to help him finish off his career. Like he's, they're not giving him the same amount of touches he used to. He's, he's still pretty good, but you can definitely tell he's lost a step. He doesn't have the same burst. Um, I can see, I like that for fantasy purposes because that means they're comfortable with Tyson Spears being the workhorse going forward. Um, so for fantasy purposes, if you haven't already picked him up, you missed out, or go try to trade for him right now. Yeah. Um, and then Henry. I think he's he's not going to go somewhere where he's not going to get a healthy chunk of touches. I could see him going somewhere like Buffalo that needs a, maybe like, Cincinnati, maybe Cincy, I, I maybe Baltimore. Honestly, he could go either he could literally swap and go to Baltimore. Baltimore needs like take the flight back. Yeah, I <laughs> I think Henry on Baltimore and or Henry on Buffalo makes the most sense in my opinion. Yeah, and. Maybe even Tampa, you know, like yeah, a good one-two with Rashad White. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nasty. Oh, man, so many options. Baltimore, I think, is a good team. They got a good defense. Lamar is Lamar. He's shown a little bit of point. Like, the numbers aren't there quite yet for the critics, but... I've seen a lot. Of, I've I've watched a few Ravens games this season. I've seen a lot of that has to do with his wide receivers just straight dropping shit. That's it. Just dropping. Hands. That's a just lot of that's not his fault. I'll yeah. give him that. Lamar should have like probably an extra like three hundred yards on the year, man, and a couple touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, like it's rough. I, you made a post earlier on our Facebook group, uh, you know, uh, asking. Would you rather have Flacco or Lamar, like mm-hmm. as your quarterback? And like everybody was like, "Oh, Flacco, he's got a Super Bowl ring." Shut the fuck up, you're wrong. I, as a Steelers fan, okay, I was never scared of Flacco. Flacco never scared me as a Steelers fan. He was just he was a good field manager, you know. Like he he was able to get the field set up right, and that's why he's a great second string quarterback even at this point of his career. Now, with that being said. Lamar Jackson is a once-in-a-lifetime type talent on a team that is not nearly as good as any of those Ravens teams back when Joe Flacco was the quarterback for the Ravens. Like, we're talking about Ray Rice when he was in his prime. You know, we're talking about Ray Lewis. We're talking about Ed Reed. We're talking about, like, that dominant defense that just, like, is historically good. We're talking about, like, an offensive line that is historically good. We're talking about a team that just, like, had historically good skill position players. Like, the Ravens don't have that right now. You know, OBJ is starting on their team, and OBJ has been a bum for the last two or three seasons. Like, Yeah, yeah, he has. You know, Zay Flowers has proven that, like, he shouldn't be in the NFL. He should be selling candy bars because his fucking <laughs> fingers are so fucking buttery. Rashad you know, Bateman's comes- just wasting his athletic ability. Yep, and it's just like six three with four three speeds. Like, come on, man. Just grab the fucking ball. 
you know, Mark Andrews is the only reliable target on that Ravens offense. And unfortunately, you know, Mark Andrews uh, isn't going to lead you to a lot of big scoreboards, but he will lead you to a few wins. Yeah. That's why I think, like, the Ravens got Derrick Henry. Like, that would mm-hmm. help a lot for their offense. That would. Gives them, to give him a third viable weapon that the defense has to scheme against instead of just Lamar and Andrews. And, man, Jerry Rice needs to come to Baltimore and give him some stick But uh, <laughs> Hell no. But with the Flacco-Lamar uh, thing, Lamar is definitely the better pure athlete and definitely better rusher. He's a much better passer. Like, I'm tired of this debate with I, Joe Flacco versus Lamar. He's just objectively as, a better passer. You know, the thing is with Flacco, like, he had good playoff runs. Yeah. His regular seasons were abysmal. He's he's up there in, like, total stats, but part because he played, he got to start for, like, 14 years, and it's the era he played in. But he's he's going to get, he's, like, top 20 in a lot of statistical, like, bulk stats, I think, for yards. How many times has he made a Pro Bowl in his whole career? None. I mean, he's going to get Zero. I think he's going to make it into the Hall of Fame because he's going to get the Terrell Davis treatment just because his 2012 playoff run was so good. No way. He got a Super Bowl MVP, and it was – dude, that was a great Super Bowl run. He was carried by his defense. He had arguably like a top five QB run in the Super Bowl. He had a great run on the playoffs, sure. But it was not good enough to get you in the Hall. It's just not. Like it, it got Terrell Davis in. But I mean he did it more than once though. Yeah, Terrell and, Davis carried the fucking Broncos to two Super Bowls. Yeah. Like and he was still good through the regular season. He was still a top ten back through the regular season. It's just during the playoffs it was just like, oh, oh it's here's, time. Alright, here's an instrument you know, because here's another quarterback who's in a similar well, like, boat as Flacco, but he's this. Be, before we go ahead and like just go past like Want to talk about stats? Flacco's best season in the NFL was in 2016. He had 4,300 passing yards. 4,317. 20 touchdowns, 15 picks. It's just like, he he never was a great quarterback. He he doesn't deserve anywhere near the Hall. Like, he's not a Hall of Fame caliber player. Now, you Lamar know- Jackson, on the other hand, the trajectory he's at go- going at, he's a first ballot. The MVP like, helps a lot. Yeah. And and then him have owning an NFL record as well, or a couple. But <laughs> here here's here's something with Flacco. So Flacco like has some bulk stats just because of longevity play and then one great playoff running a Super Bowl ring and MVP. I'm gonna another quarterback who is probably gonna be first ballot, who I think is extremely overrated, has identical not identical, but a very similar career trajectory uh like trajectory of what Flacco did but he had one more playoff run like Flacco did he had two of them instead of one and his name's Eli Manning yeah i don't i don't Flacco's not a, a, a hall of fame caliber quarterback was... should, should should Eli be because Eli yes because Eli was still very good through the regular season multiple times mm-hmm. yes he was like, I, why do people say this shit? Eli was, like, a top-five quarterback for 10 years straight, man. Like, mm-hmm. I think he only had, like, two seasons where he was even top 12 in his entire career. Me and Ben have looked this bro, up extensively. he made the Pro Bowl four years. So just four years guaranteed he's top 10 QB in the NFL. 
without looking at anything else, four of those years, he was the top, he is a top 10 quarterback at least. Like, and you look at the stat lines and you want to compare them. Like, dude, let's go ahead and compare them side by side because this shit is going to be laughable. Eli Manning has, okay, so 236 games played compared to 183 uh, Eli has like an additional 15,000 passing yards, averaged an additional 0.3 yards per pass attempt, averaged an additional 10 yards per game, and also Eli had to play at that eclipse of his career. Flacco wasn't good enough to play at the eclipse of his career. So like if we cut off the last few years of Eli's career, these numbers are way up on averages. But we ain't gonna cherry pick. 366 passing touchdowns, to 232, and then 244 interceptions to 147, which, like, you know, similar ratio, but, like, they have similar lines, sure. But, also, Eli has four Pro Bowl appearances and two Super Bowl MVPs. And he beat the Patriots. I said, that's the one thing, like, just the 17-0 thing, that's what I think gets him in. But... His and, like, career, uh, his Eli was a player percentage. throughout his career. Like, here's the difference. is Eli was a player throughout his career where, like, everybody talked about Eli in a high regard. If you didn't, like, there was, like, a 10-year period where everybody talked about Eli in a high regard. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to well, his arguably his best season was, his best season was 2015. But his second best season was 2011 when he made the Pro Bowl, and he didn't deserve to make the Pro Bowl that year at all. He went nine and seven, 4,900 yards, 29 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Stafford went 11 and five that season, had 41 touchdowns, over 5k yards, and only one more interceptions. So I don't take Pro Bowls into consideration with that. Eli has some stuff that he shouldn't. 2015, yes, that was 2015 is the only season of his entire career where I argue that he was top ten. And, like it's and, annoying because it's just like it's just like it's just like you're acting like you didn't live in the era where like Eli was a very good quarterback. Like it's you're acting like you don't remember ten years ago when Eli was regarded as a high end quarterback. There was a reason. Like, I don't ever think he was that good. You don't remember that era. You don't remember do. everybody. I was, being like, I, okay, I just so, personally thought they were wrong. Like, literally, statistically, so, 2014 and 2015 so are the only years. The Giants were a run-first team. They relied I, on their defense during that era. They ran the ball a fuck ton. And still, even after doing that, Eli's, like, getting 4,000 yards passing a season. And, yeah, like, he had a couple not-so-great seasons. It, but also, it's one of those things where it's like, you get two Super Bowl rings. The thing is, you get one Super Bowl ring, I get to make the argument, your defense carried you. And you don't prove it on any other of your fucking seasons. Okay, Eli has two. There's no arguing. And he has two Super Bowl MVPs. Like, we're talking about Eli fucking carrying the Giants when they needed him most. And that's what Eli's whole career was. Flacco's career wasn't that. Eli was clutch. So that's what the stats aren't communicating. That's why there's so many wins under his belt. And you can be like, oh, well, you know, it's because... It's because his defense carried him. Sure, you could say that, but also he was clutch in those moments. And that's what he'll be remembered for, is being clutch. That's what Eli Manning's whole Hall of Fame resume is built on, is being clutch. Like, for example, in 2011, 
that year that you just referenced where, you know, you're saying, oh, no, Stafford deserved to get in. Fucking Eli had six game-winning drives and five fourth-quarter comebacks. That's insane. Like, and he does that multiple times throughout his career where he has multiple comebacks late in the fourth. Stafford has the most fourth-quarter comebacks since he's been in the league. Sure, but how many in 2011? 2011, probably as many as Eli. I think 2011 is actually the season Stafford set the NFL record for most of the season. Might be right. Let's see. He had no. He had less. He had three over four. Okay, I know he so did. Literally, I think he didn't. Uh, Stafford did it like 2016 or something. Then, but yeah. So Eli had two more in each category. Eli wasn't efficient. He was like five more incompletion passes in his career from being under 60 percent completion. And that's huge for me. I don't consider that great by any means. He and he's got a 500 career win percentage, and he he did have some ugly times, but like arguably from 2005 to 2015, the first 10 years of his career, like he had teams that there's no reason that he should be 500 for his career. So here's the thing, too, like. <laughs> There is a part of going into the Hall of Fame that isn't stat associated, that isn't associated with how you played, but it's associated with the longevity of you being relevant in your career. Yeah. Eli was relevant for a long time in his career. Joe Flacco was not. That's the difference. Eli was always relevant. Joe Flacco wasn't. That's the difference. Eli started from the beginning of his career to the end of his career. Joe Flacco started and then was the second string and would start on you know depth and that's that's the difference is like Eli was the face of the Giants for a decade and a half man Joe Flacco yeah, wasn't the was. face of the Ravens he just wasn't like you're like oh yeah they're quarterback yeah. Joe Flacco like he played there for what 10 years but it's like whatever like Eli like who the fuck is on the fucking graphic Every Thursday night for the Giants when Eli's playing, it's Eli. Well, I pers- i mean, I think Eli's a hilarious person, a cool human being. But <laughs> I like, just—no, I'm talking about the graphic, like when they're Giants I... versus Ravens. Let's say if Eli's playing, he's going to be on that fucking graphic. Yeah, they're advertising Eli because Eli's that big of a deal. I remember there were graphics where Joe Flacco wasn't on there. It was like Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. You know, your quarterback ain't the face of your team 100% of the time, then he's not a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback at any point. Is that that point-blank period simple? Eli is Eli's a Hall of Famer. Joe Flacco's not. Do you think Eli should be first ballot? Okay. That I can live with. But if, do you he, think, if he is, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, just his class he's going to be. I, I just – like, his accomplishments, like – a lot of, like I I weigh a lot of like career totals like as far as pure yardage and everything like I do weigh it when ranking long like ranking people all time and whatnot but I think it's back a little bit further especially like quarterbacks in this era that got to throw a lot more than the first fifty years of football but there, he was average to to good for majority of his career in the regular season and but he turned it on during the playoffs and then the fact that the team that he happened to beat just prevented a perfect season in the Patriots and it's Tom fucking Brady like 
and his last name. I think that overall he's going to get in because of that. Should. But I just think that he's was never necessarily a great quarterback is all. But, but he was a great leader. Yeah. He led that Giants team, bro. That Giants team was like a perennial playoff team when Eli was there. I think, honestly, even though he won two Super Bowls over Tom Brady, I think his biggest accomplishment during his playing career were those commercials he did with with Peyton and on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty good. Any other games you want to cover from last week? No, no, not not really. Uh, Washington Atlanta was a shit show. They're both a couple pieces away, but they're they're getting there. They're not yep. quite. They'll be more relevant next year if they draft well. But on to this week, week seven. Yep. So tomorrow we got Jaguars visiting. Well, are they? They're visiting New Orleans, right? I think so. Let me I check. think the Jags are back. Yeah, it's at New Orleans. Yep. So, Jags visiting New Orleans. The big thing to keep an eye out for that is Trevor Lawrence's <laughs> knee, whether or not he's playing. Yep. Trevor Lawrence plays, even if he's not 100% healthy, I still think the Jags take it. Yeah, the Saints are looking rough. But if Lawrence doesn't play, then... I can see the Saints winning. I just I don't know what's going I on think, with Carr or Olave. I don't like it. I think the Jags take care of it either way. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is just going to be better. But like, uh, you know, I I take Jags over Saints twenty four seventeen, even if Lawrence doesn't play. Okay. I I still ultimately think the Jag- I think he, uh, Lawrence is going to end up playing anyways. I yep. think the Jags end up winning. 27 to 21. Be, be careful starting Lawrence this week. Just who knows. Uh, but Eatonian's a must start. He's he's a top five running back this year. He's currently RB3 in our league. This week for sure. Kamara, yeah, Kamara's been a top seven running back since he's been back from suspension. Mm-hmm. And that's great Over to two see. Weeks. For, yep. Yeah, yep. And that's, that's been really great to see for people, uh, for fantasy owners of both of them. Eatonian's worked. I'd honestly say he's a top three dynasty running back at the moment too. And he's what, twenty four? Yeah, twenty three or twenty four, one of the two. I think he's twenty four. He might be twenty five. Oh, twenty four. Yep, you're right. right He'll be twenty five in January. Yep. But he's looking great for his four yards on the dot per carry is the only eh, but like he's getting it done everywhere else. Then if it's you know, if he's getting in the end zone, I, not not turning the ball over, and it's resulting in W's. So I beautiful. Hate, I hate YPC being mm. such a relevant stat. Jerome Bettis had a three point six YPC. You know, like the big thing. I mean, Smith with had a low y- one too. Yeah, you know the thing is with the YPC is like, you know, it's great for speedbacks that get ten carries a game. And 100 yards because they rip off 180 yarder. But, you know, like, it's very bad for the power backs that get 3.5 yards per carry. You can hand it to them three times and get the first down, but it's just like, it's ugly. Yeah, Yeah, the power backs are expected to run through 750 pounds of meat before they, after, before they, uh, just to get one yard. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
but exactly. I think he's get, I think he's getting the job done. I like both Ridley and Christian Kirk for the rest of the season. They're both wide receiver three to wide receiver two for the rest of the season. High high end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two, and then Eaton's a must start. Lawrence has been like a lot of high end QBs this season, up and down. But I think they'll ultimately right the way. He'll keep him in. The Saints, you start Kamara, like you said. Probably start Olave because you because the value you had to invest into him. Yep. Uh, yeah, you, I think that's about it. Yep. Derek Carr to QB leagues on a desperation or bye week sure. play. <clears throat> sure. You know, I but think if you got it. Derek Carr in Superflex, you go ahead and start him in Superflex role. Um speaking of a good Superflex QB. This season, uh, Baker Mayfield hosting the Atlanta Falcons. That one, I'm... Uh, I'm taking Falcons, man. I think Falcons I th- take care of business. It's I like think this 17, game will go a long way 14. towards the division. It does, yeah. You know, especially with it being such a shit-tier division. It's gonna... Tampa stopped Detroit's run game. Atlanta did not. If... <laughs> But do you think Tampa could stop the Falcons' run game? Yes. I do. Do you Just think because... the Lions' run game is actually better than the Falcons' run game? In a different way, because they're schematically different. Because Bijan and Monty are completely different running backs. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have similar, like, I mean, everyone kind of has their power back, and then they're receiving specialists and jack-of-all-trades. Yeah. trades. But... Detroit runs the ball up the gut a lot more because they have a better offensive line. Although Atlanta does have a decent line. Mm-hmm. But I think Tampa gets it done. I think they bounce back. It's going to be a good game. I just I think the skilled position players around Baker are better and Tampa's defense is still slightly better. That's all. I mean, Bijan's better than Rashad White. And Kyle Pitts is a better athlete at tight end. But other than that, I think everywhere else <laughs> bless me Tampa's better I'm yeah, Baker at least um, you know honestly I I start Baker this week in QB1 leagues I do Um, I think he's going to have a couple touchdowns you know as I said 17-14 you know I think both of them will be delivered via air Um, but that being said I would start Baker, Rashad White. I would personally try to stay away from this week, even though like he has been very dominant. It's a weird sit this week, but he's my hot sit of the week, if you want to call it that. I agree, um, actually. You know, I I personally think Bijan and Algier could have very good games. Um, you know, Algier and Flex and uh, Bijan in your one or two slot. You know, um, I think that they do have that value, and I think Mike Evans. He go ahead and have a really good game as well. Um so that's kinda that's kind of my starts and sits for Falcons Buccaneers. What are you thinking, Travis? I think Baker in a two QB league, you start him this week. I like Mike Evans, you start him no matter what. Chris yep. Godwin flex no matter what. Yep. Um Rashad White, treat him as like an RB three at best this week. <laughs> <laughs> Falcons are uh, tough in the row, on the run. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you don't have great RB depth and you're stuck with them, I guess play them. But if you've got better choices, if you got 
two better choices and don't play them. And yep. Bijan, you play because of the capital you got invested into him. I just don't. I think you sit Ritter regardless of QB format, league format. You, I think you sit Algier. I like Tampa's uh, run defense. Bijan is going to be tested this week because of that the speed in that linebacking core. Yep. And White's a stud. I I think it's actually kind of set everyone on Atlanta for fantasy this week, to be honest. Interesting. Besi- besides Bijan because of the stock you have in him. But I think Tampa gets the win 24-17. I'm pretty much the exact opposite of you. <laughs> yep. I, I think it's going to be a low, lower scoring bout as well, but I think Falcons take care of business. Uh, this is my shit bowl of the week. I would start nobody from this game. Raiders Bears. Yeah, especially with no fields. Like, yeah. Don't throw DJ Moore out there unless you don't have the depth and he's a flex play. I think Josh Jacobs you play, maybe. But maybe. That's, and then if you still got the Devontae Adams, I guess, because of where you probably drafted him. But he's looked pathetic the last two weeks dealing with a shoulder injury i'll give him that but he's obviously not 100 percent. and garoppolo's definitely the worst qb he's ever had throwing to him in his career so speaking of wide receivers and flipping on the other end amari cooper for the browns definitely a start this week right (laughs) going into the colts maybe maybe you don't want to start amari cooper into the fucking colts yeah it just depends yeah, if, I guess if PJ Walker's going to be starting for Cleveland again this week, then yeah. Uh, Amari looks like a fucking stud right now, dude. Indy's going to struggle this week. It's going to be... I can see Cleveland blowing Indy out. Like, 30 to, 30 to 10. Yeah, I could see it too. Um, even though I want Minshew to succeed. Uh... If he plays anything like he did last week, then we're going to probably have uh, a couple issues with that. I just see, like, if Indy can keep it close and they're able to run the ball effectively all four quarters, like, because they're not down, then it could be a little bit different because they have an offensive line that's a, that are good run blockers. And if Cleveland's having the run block instead of rush the passer, that could neutralize that a little bit. But if Cleveland gets up by two score by just ten points early, and they're forced to pass the whole game. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly yep. quick, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think Michael Pittman is the only player you play just because of the amount of targets Minshew is going to end up having to give him. He just likes peppering uh, Pittman with targets, and that's it. And then, yep, you play Cooper for the Browns. Najoku's probably a good start this week. Yeah, definitely on the fly. Uh, definitely on the fly tight end spot play. Good one yeah, right there. He's and probably going to be open on waiver and or a cheap trade. You know, if you need to win this week, you're at a weird spot. He might be worth picking up. And also, I just like Najoku moving forward. You know, um, the guy loves yeah. the game. That's for sure. Do you play Jerome Ford this week? <clears throat> yeah, I like it. And. Do you have confidence with Kareem Hunt moving forward to be flexible? No. Flash in the pan? Sort of. It needs to be proven. 
you know, I have yep. him on my dynasty roster. It's just one of those situations where, like, I want one more good week where, like, I'm, it's proven that he's going to get touches before I go ahead and get comfortable giving him that role. Um, you know, if you're in a situation where you might be in a risky spot and you need that boom or bust, you're talking about a big bust if he doesn't hit, but he could boom. You know, you, he could be a touchdown or two type guy, and that's just who Kareem Hunt is, you know? Like, he's a very talented back, uh, just in a weird situation. Um, speaking of weird situation teams, how about Commanders visiting MetLife? Oh, that. I think both teams are bad, but I think New York's just so bad that Washington's going to smack them. I mean, yeah. I don't know. New York. I mean, if New York's defense plays as well as it just did against the Bills, then who knows? But especially since Daniel Jones should be back this week. But I still expect Washington to get it done. Washington's probably going to win 28-17. to 17. And That's about where I'm at, yeah. I'm starting Sam Howell. That's what I was about you're, to say. You're, you're almost starting Sam Howell in certain in one QB leagues, especially. The I, I would start him in one QB <clears throat> leagues this week. I think he'll be a top twelve performing quarterback. Yeah, he's in our league currently through the season. He's QB twelve, I think. So like, yep. QB's been weird this year for fantasy. It's been definitely been uh something else. That's for sure. But yep. Sam Howell's looking good. You play Brian Robinson Jr. I'd fl- I'd, I'd flex him. Probably. I think I'd start him. Yeah. I think I feel confident starting him against this Giants team, man. I really do. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like... Robinson, like, last week, he, he was kind of a bust, but, like... Whatever. You know, he's, shit he's, happens. He's been boomer bust with the yardage and efficiency, but he's been almost a lock for a touchdown a game, though. So... Yeah. That's, that's been helping him this season. Yeah. I think the efficiency could definitely be there this week. The the uh He still has like twelve <clears throat> points on the day or something, but I'd say last week the Bills were running the ball effectively against the Giants, but they couldn't pass on him at all. So And honestly I would start Terry this game. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Terry gets seven receptions, hundred yards touchdown. I'm calling that right now. Um You start Saquon for the Giants and do you start anyone else? No. Same here. They they need somebody to step up in that receiving core so bad. Yeah, they, Waller looked like like had some plays against the Bills. If Waller can start getting more involved and then a receiver can start doing something, then who knows? Their defense is decent. But... Speaking of wide receivers stepping up, Lions go and visit <laughs> the Ravens. Yes. Oh, the Ravens are favored right now. Ravens are favored. Um. ESPN they are. Mm-hmm. But I think we get it done, baby. I'm I'm all in on my Lions. I, Lamar's definitely going to pose a threat to us because of his mobility at the position. But I like our ability to cover and get to the QB. And I think we're going to disrupt the offense a lot, especially if the Ravens passers aren't catching balls. <clears throat> and... If it turns into Lamar just having to try and find Andrews all day, I think that's going to benefit us. Yep. We are going to be without Monty. This isn't necessarily the game to just like, here, Gibbs, you're going to get 
25 touches today and you're going to get half of them up the gut. He's not built for that, especially against a team like this. But Greg Reynolds, should he's he showed up on the injury report, didn't practice today, but I think he's going to play. He's I like him. He's doing good. Do you, uh, I think my Lions are going to pull this one out, get revenge from last season, 27-21. And if it wasn't for Justin Tucker's NFL record kick, 66 yards, we would have beat him last year. If it would have been one yard longer attempt, it would have been short. <laughs> I think but, Ravens get it done. I think Ravens take oof. care of business like 30-20. Ooh. Got check Ravens for the Lions this week? Yeah. But that takes me to Bill's Patriots. Bill's are fa- visiting Foxborough. Patriots are hungry for a win. Could they do it? No. I don't think so either. Uh, Josh Allen's a start. Uh, Diggs. I think Diggs and Allen have top five statistical days at their position fantasy-wise this week. Yep. Me too. And James Cook's a start this week as well. I think James Cook uh, has been putting on a performance randomly, hasn't he? Yep. It's been a lot of boomer busts, but the running – I mean – Running back in fantasy is something else as well right now. <laughs> Wide receiver oh, yeah. is the you only know, steady Zach position Moss. at the moment. You know, it's crazy how I kept Zach Moss on my roster for three years. Didn't do shit. The and then I let him walk, him. finally. Yep. Do you start anyone on the Patriots, even Ramadre? Nope. No, I don't. I, I wouldn't. This is going to be an ugly game for the Pats. <clears throat> I, agree. I I don't see I don't see like the only way Patriots win this game in real life is if they keep the Bills under fifteen points. And that's I don't it. see it happening without Yeah, neither do I. No Christian Gonzalez or Matthew Judon, it's just not happening. Yep. Yeah, yep. This one's gonna be ugly. You 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 start Allen, obviously I always must start Diggs is a locked in must start. And then Cooks. Do you do you start Dalton Cookade or Gabe Davis? Davis is quietly having a decent season as well. Davis is a flex. Kincaid, maybe if I need a tight end. If, like, you know, like, I think he's going to have, like, a top 16 day. Okay. So, like, you know, depending on what you got on your depth, like, maybe, but probably not. I think it's going to be, like, wide receivers all day, mostly. You know, like, they're just going to burn him. I think it gets ugly. Speaking of a game, I think it's going to get ugly. Cardinals, Seahawks. Yeah, I, uh, with no James Conner, they haven't been as competitive in games. And mm-hmm. now that they, Kyler's coming back soon. He got it now. He's off the IR. He'll be back to play sometime in the next three weeks. Um, what if Josh Dobbs just kicks it into gear, bro? I think Dobbs has played pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I think this game gets ugly quick as well. I do not think that they show up. Uh, Arizona doesn't show up and make it. It's not, they're not going to make it a fight. They're going to roll over and take it this week. Seattle's going to win big 35-17. to the 17. And... I'm starting DK. I'm start. Uh, I'm starting Geno in two QB leagues. Kenneth Walker's a must start. He's a top ten back every every week now. I'm starting Lockett. I'm flexing Lockett actually. And the only player you should 
play at all. Marquise Brown on Cardinals is flex this week. And that's just because he's don't he gets all the targets. He has no competition for targets. And they're gonna be playing from behind all game, so Ugly, ugly, ugly. If you need a real desperation dart throw, maybe Ertz at tight end because they're gonna be behind. But I think Marquise Brown could be a good start this week. Yeah, it just depends on if they're going to have uh, Witherspoon all over them. They might. Um, usually they play uh, quite a bit of zone coverage, so swap them on the sides of the field, you should be fine. Uh, that leads us into Steelers-Rams, which Deontay Johnson is coming back this week. It's supposed to be a big deal, according to Matt Kanda, you know. Um, this is This is the big change that we've been waiting for. What we waited three years for. This is this is what this offense is supposed to be. I think this Do you is start anybody a... on the Steelers. I think Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, you can flex. Um, mm-hmm. The Rams are playing decent, but I think this is going to be an ugly defensive battle game. You're obviously going to start Stafford, Cup, and Puka, and. Kyron Williams is going to miss this week, so you don't have to worry about him. If you want to start the backup running back against the Steelers' defense, that's on you, but I'm not doing it. Zach Evans is the the pickup that people have been picking up. I'm not starting him. Um, But I'd do Jalen Warren. You flex Pickens as well. But What about Deontay? Yeah, I guess you could flex Deontay. If he's going to get targets from Pickett, then yeah. But this could be a game like in real life, like not fantasy wise that could play to where the Steelers have a shot at winning this game. If it turns into a defensive battle, that's exactly what the Steelers want. Yep. And the Steelers I, want to make it an alley fight. Yeah. That's and the only I way they can, I can, I can see this game turning into that. And I actually, am going to pick your Steelers to upset the Rams. I don't even know if it's an upset at this point. I don't know. I mean, the Rams are favored to win, but I mean, they both have a similar records, but yeah. I'm gonna pick this. I'm picking the Steelers. I, 2017. Yeah, I'm taking Steelers too. I'm saying that's gonna be a. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Also, a good game that's coming up at the same time slot: Chargers Chiefs. <laughs> Divisional matchup. I'm taking the Chargers just because for some reason Justin Herbert can't be anyone but Patrick Mahomes. That's true. He just That's true. He he plays good ball against the Chiefs for no reason. He plays his best yeah. against the Chiefs. You so know, you're I start Herbert in. this week. I start Keenan. You know, I start Eckler. I start Mike. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Mike Williams is on IR. I remember this time. <laughs> do, no. do, you, do you start quitting? Gerald Everett. Um, no. I don't like the rookie right now yet either. He doesn't have a report with Herbert. Yeah, yeah it's not there yet. On I'm Chiefs' s- side, you know, I, I'm still starting, you know, um, I'm still starting everybody that you start on the Chiefs, you know, like Mahomes, you know, fucking Kelsey's supposed to be back this week, right? I think so. I think he's toughing it out. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be back. So, you know, that's, that's there. Pacheco, you know, I'm comfortable starting every week. Yeah, Pacheco's definitely earned his earned his dues this season so far. Yeah. Yep. Sky Moore, I could, he's bound for a breakout game. It's just a matter of when. I don't think it'll be this week. Um, speaking of breakout games, 
Packers go to the Broncos. Jordan Love has a chance to go ahead and break out and be a top five QB this week, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not because of him being so good, but because the Broncos are so bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad over there in Colorado right now. Yeah, it's... This game's going to get ugly for no reason. Because I don't... It, and it's, like you said, it's going to be more because how bad Denver is and not how good Green Bay is. Exactly. But it's... 30-14. to 14. Russ is honestly the only person that you start for any reason the rest of the season, in my opinion, on Denver. And it's only yeah. because he's having an all right renaissance season at the moment. He's not even playing like great, but he's playing decent. Yeah. But Yeah, on, on Packers side, you know, I'm starting I'm starting Watson. I'm starting Love. Um starting pretty much just like the whole crew. If you got a Packer on your roster, I'd start him this week just because the Broncos are that bad. The Broncos are that bad. So yes, like, they are. you know. Yes, they are. Oh, a big fantasy game for this week. Dolphins visit Philadelphia. I'm thinking Philadelphia's pissed, but can they take care of the Dolphins? I think they I think they they can slow them down a bit. They had the run defense to slow down the run game. But secondary is their weak link on their defense this year. So I think Miami takes it 34-28. And I think I, – I mean, I think you start Hurts, Smith, Goddard, Swift, and A.J. Brown. You start everyone on that defense – or on that offense for Philly. I'm and thinking then, 31-17. Ooh. I, th- I, th- I think Philly scores enough, a lot of point, uh, more points than that. But – We'll see. I still think Miami wins the game. But, I mean, the Panthers just scored 21 on them. I, th- I think the Eagles can do that. But, we'll see. You know, also, like, that that was a lot of garbage time. You know, like, they're up, like, 30 points already. Yeah, we're going to let you. You know, against a team like the Eagles, you're, you're hesitant to even let them get any air at all. Yeah, I think I think uh, Tyreek's going to have a day again. I, mm-hmm. I think Tyreek actually does – he, I think he hits the 2,000-yard mark this season for sure. It's almost a lock right now. Yeah. Um, What's he at right now? 836 yards or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, so, so 814, this season, he's at 814. Six games. That's just ridiculous. There's a chance he gets 1,000 yards this week. He gets yeah. to 1,000 yards in week seven. And A.J. Brown, I think, is second, is second in the league in receiving yards right now, and he's... And 150 behind him almost. Like, yeah. I think you, I mean, you start Tua, you start Tyreek. I think this is a week that Waddle has the chance to pop back off and get going. And this is the week that Raheem Mostert's a cautious play. But, yep. All right. So, final game of the week 49ers visit Minnesota. This one could actually get interesting. I agree. With, with no you CMC know, and the way that the defensive line and Minnesota starting to play. It feels like the Vikings want to win, man. Like, you I watch don't... the Vikings and it feels like they want to fucking win. 
I think I think CMC being out for San Francisco is going to hurt them more than Justin Jefferson being out for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Me too. Not that not that JJ isn't great. And you got Jordan his... Addison to at least like hedge K- off the damage a little bit. KJ Osborne, and then it helps that your quarterback likes to feed the tight end twelve targets a game. Yeah, and I I think this is the one game that the Vi- that the San Fran's going to still squeak through and win. It's twenty eight twenty four. But it's going to be closer than it should be, I think. I think, you know, like, I'm thinking like 35-14 San Francisco. Oh. Start everybody you got in San Francisco. Start Kirk Cousins, maybe. Uh, It's just tough because it's like, you know. Start Hawk. I start Hawk, yeah. And kid um, on the other side as well. <laughs> obviously. Um, yep. Anybody that's wearing red on that game, you probably want to be starting. Um, Kirk Cousins, I'd probably start. Addison, I'd probably start. Osborne, I might flex. You know, that's probably where I'm at. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it, too. Um, man. Man, oh, man. I just... It sucks for San Fran, sucks for CMC that he went down. But... I still... This is that... Great teams need to be tested. They need to be tested. Do we want to run through chat real quick? Yes, I do. I would love that. All right. So, talk about Mike Williams. Justin Herbert could still air him out. Da, 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 da. We talked about that a little bit before the show. They need to off Eckler for offensive line. Interesting. Ugly game, 49ers-Browns. I think they would have already if Joshua Kelly or one of the multiple times that uh, Eckler has been out and then the backups had the chance to be the guy They've always shit the bed, never. If one of them could just show up when Eckler's hurt, I think they would have made that move already, honestly. So, there's a rumor supposedly going around Patrick Sutan to the Steelers. Oh my god. Bro, and Joey Porter Jr. has been playing this dominant, like... And Minka? That would, and like, Minka? Our, that, that would, like, on paper, that would... And they probably, got Patrick Peterson. On paper, that would probably be the best secondary that any NFL team's ever had on the field at once. Yeah. And that's including the early 2000s Ravens teams, the uh, the 70s Steelers teams, the 90s San Francisco teams and 80s. Heck, that includes the And you Legion. got TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith I rushing the Legion, on that front. The Legion of Boom is probably like the only thing comparable. Like, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they got Patrick Sertan, I would scream. I'd be so happy. You know, they they might score an extra touchdown this season with Patrick Sertan. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Terrell Davis was a stud. He had chronic migraine issues and would only miss a play or two during a flare-up. Here and every damn yard he got. Eli was streaky every season. He just got hot a couple playoff years. Been over. Eli 10 times. And I, I agree with that. Ben Roethlisberger is yeah. significantly better than Eli. I don't think yep. that's a discussion. Um, not first ballot, in my opinion. I don't think Eli's first ballot, but he'll get in. Uh, chat says he will he will get in. Chat agrees with me. Stafford is just as overrated as Flacco, just saying. Flacco just threw jump balls and was lucky enough to have wide receivers that could make him look good. Start anyone who plays against the Broncos. That's what I was saying earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He's saying start Pickens this week because uh, Deontay Johnson should help free him up. 
It's going to feel more of an at-home game for the Steelers. LA fans don't sh- show up and support their teams. Can we get an amen that neither the Broncos or Giants aren't playing a primetime game this week? And I think that's a great place to end yeah. the episode. Let's get an a- amen for that. Yeah, I honestly, like, you know, let's, yeah. <laughs> Finally. Finally. I, I don't even want to. Ben, you were dead wrong about Daniel Jones. And that's how we're going to end it. I was gonna- <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to comment, like, subscribe. Follow me over on twitch.tv slash derpamation. Follow our Facebook group over at the Sporting Lounge on Facebook. Uh, and follow us on TikTok. All of our media. Please, we crave social attention. We need this. It's an addiction. It feeds yep. us. Uh, this is how we eat. We don't <laughs> eat normal substance like human beings do. We do not take caloric intake. We take... Uh, internet intake of likes and media so if you want to keep the podcast alive we need it because we will die yeah what what he said don't forget to follow 269 gloves up guns down uh with ricky Uh, we have our trunk retreat on october 28th Uh, don't forget that all the info is on our facebook page um get my autograph boom baby yeah, we have some uh we're working on a web <laughs> yeah, we're working on a website coming up soon and soon we'll have merch coming out and a lot better organization of some things and have some other major announcements coming soon as well but until then goodbye Mwah. Mwah. Yeah.